How's it going, friends? Thanks for tuning in to another awesome episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. We'd like to take a second to thank this week's sponsor, Take to the Grave. Take to the Grave is traditional tattoo artist owned and does collabs with other artists from around the world to put quality artwork on quality goods. From running start the show promotions and playing bass and We Were Sharks, owners Sean and Alex both have an extensive background in the music scene, which made it super exciting for us to be able to partner with them to bring you this episode. If you're a fan of traditional style tattoo artwork like I am, they have a ton of rad shit for you. Shirts, hoodies, swimwear, hats, stickers and patches, banners, dinnerware, skateboards, and much, much more. Head over to www.taketothegrave.com right now and pick up some amazing new stuff today. Thank you again so, so much to Take to the Grave for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's get back to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we've got Jake and Ben from the band Sporting from Rhode Island on the show. Friends, welcome to the show. Hey. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. I feel like I can say friends, right? At least with Jake right now, because, you know, we've already bonded. We've bonded (laughs) over things, over wrestling. We'd... Oh, that'll do it. That'll do yeah. it. <laughs> ben, ben, do you watch wrestling? Uh, I do not. I I, I, I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> Grow up, man. But I, I don't, I don't watch it. That's all good. It's you know, there's a lot to really uh, take in with it now, especially with like the you know AEW and WWE. If you're the type of person that doesn't want to choose and tries to watch both, Jake, do you watch both or one or the other? I watch both. Me and my brother are gonna watch Dynamite tonight. Nice. Yes. Uh, it's going downhill, but I'm still watching. Nah, Dynamite's still great. It's great. It's great. I'm I'm interested to see if WWE does actually get better. They keep saying it's going to, but it's I been getting better. I think they're just like they they can't be aggressively. Like they can't just have everything change at once. So it's oh, I like, think they should well, just fuck it, just go go full board. I, mean, I know, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> when you're corporate, <laughs> fair. That's fair. But you know, I can tell the differences, but at the same time, you know, obviously, it's still kind of the same format. You know, I think right. if anything, it's just the fact that storylines just make a little more sense now. Yeah, and there's you know, and the wrestling seems to have gotten a little bit better as well. Yeah, way more time for wrestling. Absolutely. So let's talk about your most re- uh, recent release first. Number one enemy. Tell us about it. What's it about? Um. So that song's kind of like, I don't. Know, it kind of like can go for a lot of different things, but it basically like represents like. Um. It's hard to. I guess like I gotta like really think about it now. I'm like, huh. But so Get it. <laughs> the song. It's like kind of basically growing up thinking like you know for example with your parents or whatever that's kind of what i was implying with the song but um as if you're growing up with someone just kind of like always you know telling you what to do kind of thing you kind of like feel like a slave to that person then kind of forms as like a psychological thing in your adult life and it's like you go through this whole thing and you realize like oh shit like i don't have to like feel bad for these things anymore like i'm actually an individual you know so that's kind of like the chorus is what it's that's what it's really embracing is like you know bury another one as another one enemy um you know just kind of uh that kind of stuff just kind of like coming to terms with the fact that you know you don't have to be somebody's bitch i guess yeah and conform to others opinions and thoughts and stuff that yeah that's that's really punk rock message you know absolutely but it's you know that's a message that i mean can't be more prominent to need than right now i would say in uh in america exactly (laughs) yeah it goes in a lot of different ways you know right um personal things can just kind of reflect in like this whole general thing without even realizing Mm -hmm. and i mean you know especially growing up it's it's hard to figure out 
who you are and what you want to be exactly yeah no especially getting older it just like makes it more uncomfortable to think about you know true ben what are your thoughts get older relationships change i mean jake wrote this song like obviously like about like more of his own personal life i i just i just play some cool little leads in it but um i don't know i, yeah. I always like hearing how he writes about songs and i i always got the impression with the song that like it's someone that who uh like you know you'd think would have mm-hmm. been like your hero growing up like ends up being like the opposite mm-hmm. so that's that's how i always uh took the song as far as like how you wrote it Basically, that's the quickest, easiest, perfect message. Yeah. Right. And, you know, just cut out everything I said and just use that. (laughs) (laughs) Just pretend like I wrote this song and I'm just (laughs) dropping, dropping the analytical (laughs) feel on it right now. Right. And I mean, I, and I have kids and one of the things that we've been having talks about lately um, is, uh, friendships change and things like that and relationships change uh my daughter just turned 13 and she's going through friendship changes because people not so nice and yeah. uh you know and i told her it was like you know that that happens that friendships change that you'll have a like one of your best friends from high school may not you may never ever talk to again after high school Mm. or like when you start in high school you're gonna end up just having a whole new group of friends anyway you know when I was at Mm -hmm. 13 like that's like the exact age where I completely shifted friend groups like just just, so like that's when you come to because I feel like that's when you start developing like more like insecurities and like you realize like oh like I don't actually want to hang out with you you know what I mean like you're just kind of like you're you you also like develop like this like again like you know individuality Mm-hmm. It's like when you're like a little yeah, kid. I was gonna say you get more some more freedom, and then like it's like yeah. once you get your license at 16, that's like another thing that can like change things and like oh yeah, you know, like there's so many things at that age range that just happen. So yeah, so. <laughs> so many stages. It's it's a lot. Or hang out with people that like actually you actually want to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, because before then, you know, a lot of you know, as a kid, even a lot of your friendships were formed from your your parents who your parents hung out with did they have kids you know you hung out with them or family or just who was available in the neighborhood right you know and as you're in school and you you actually are learning about yourself and uh learning of meeting hundreds of other people your age yep yeah it's like you overwhelming know. yeah <laughs> and then and then once you're out of high school usually you're like oh man <laughs> everyone was right it really it really didn't matter all that much but when you're in high school and middle school that is like your world so it's like i don't know it's kind of tough to get that perspective that like one day this might you know be completely different from how it is now yeah right? when someone told me that in high school i'd be like shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> i know dad yeah right yeah, like, yeah, you, know, whatever. you don't know me forever you don't know people. anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like i was the same right. at that age so what can i say <laughs> dude we all were i was i was a like when i was in high school god i was a prick like i was not a nice kid especially like to my parents like i've loved mm. my friends and stuff but man i was such a dick to my parents i wish i could go back and not be a dick you know (laughs) like at being an adult and and a parent now it's like god dad dad me would have just wanted to kick the shit out of that kid like all day like oh if you think about the things you did you're like man that would really piss me off (laughs) oh yeah oh my god i would i don't even know what i'd do yeah (laughs) like it's just like, oh, I would hate me for sure. Like, I'd be like, I love you, son, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> it's like, thank you so much, mom and dad, for still loving me. Yeah, I I can't. I have no idea how my parents still love me and like uh, allowed that time to uh, <laughs> become a better person. But I my parents are both like the like two of the most supportive people in my my life. So i'm freaking blessed to have that oh yeah bro i mean look behind you oh all my toys yeah <laughs> uh i mean those aren't like old those are pretty new but i do actually have 
I do have like a bunch of original like action figures from when I was a kid. My dad never threw any of them away. You never took them out of the package. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have some <laughs> old ones that are in the box that I somehow had like the, like fortitude, I guess, to not open. Um, but not a whole lot. I have them out of the box. All of those are just more collectible, newer, newer ones. That's awesome. I have yeah, a bunch I, of uh, things. I have I a bunch like. of Legos that my parents got me when I was younger in the in the back room right now. Hell yeah! Uh, and that's that's one of those things that like when I go into stores now and I see the price of Legos, I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I can't believe I was I was that kid <laughs> that wanted all these when I was younger. Oh, they weren't I, that expensive when you were younger. <laughs> That's fair too, but they can't have been cheap either. I'm sure. No. I'm sure they're cheap relative to now, but relative to then, I'm sure that they were. Uh... They were probably a little bit more expensive, but at the same time, they weren't doing the same things that they do now, to where everything is a collection. You know, bef- before, like when you were younger and stuff, it was like, here's a box of fucking blocks. Yeah. Create something <laughs> with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's what we got it's like all in like a huge like tote in the back it's like thousands of just random lego pieces just like <laughs> scattered around the way it was intended to be oh exactly use your imagination <laughs> create <laughs> i was always scared of legos i never played with legos very much when i was a kid to be honest they gave me like headaches like i would just headaches. get so frustrated so fast <laughs> I can't say I ever had that experience. <laughs> I I can't either. I mostly was just like I just like to play with my action figures. I actually, when I was younger, do you guys are like do you play video games at all? Oh yeah, I play uh, a lot. Of, I actually play. I finally secured a PS Five. Um, nice. So I've been playing that, and I have an Xbox. So do you do either of you play like role playing games like Final Fantasy seven or not seven, but just any Final Fantasy? It's funny you say that game specifically because I did play that on the Xbox for some time. I never beat it. I got stuck on like a very difficult boss, but like I I am a big fan of those games. So when I was like younger, like role playing games were some of like my just favorites. Like that's just all I would play basically. And so with my action figures, I would create like like a role-playing game with my action figures like rolling dice to see how far they'd walk and shit yeah and if you were going to encounter a, a somebody to fight and i did it through my house and my mom would get so pissed just be like this is a disaster she's like there he like, goes rolling dice again i'm trying to play my game more <laughs> it's like nearly dungeons and dragons but at like an early age it sounds yeah, like yeah <laughs> yeah it's very very uh um it, it it not not nearly as advanced as Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, the kid version though. <laughs> <laughs> right. So back to you know music. Uh, all of your <laughs> all the singles you guys have released, um, are those going to be part of an EP or an album, or are you focusing on solely releasing singles right now? So at this point, we have like a bunch of other songs that we're gearing up to release, like probably like earlier on next year. Okay. Um, but we're trying to like honestly still decide if we should still throw those songs on there and like use that as a full album or just like drop an EP. We're kind of in this weird situation now where it's like those songs are just getting so old that it's like, right. you know, it's not. I mean, a couple like number one enemy we put on there, but um, like maybe ordinary love. But like for example, like the other songs, like if we don't do that, we'd probably just put do like uh, remixes of those songs on the mm-hmm. record. Um, it's just we're like regardless we're gonna do like a record drop for like the next release okay um probably like a single with the uh release you know um but at this point yeah like we just finished up a couple new songs we gotta do vocals for like two more songs and then we have like i think five songs that we're ready to drop so um then after that so it's just kind of like a matter of like if we wanted to you know put it out as a record or you know what I mean? I think our goal is just to like have some physical copy of like a body of work, like right to to sell to people, whether it's like an EP or a full album. Right, for sure. It's like basically like if we do an EP, it's like if we got physicals, we would just throw the other songs on there anyway, just kind of like bonus tracks for the physicals. You know? Right. I mean, you have them. Yeah. You might as well. We just want people to have those in hand, you know, because right. I love those songs. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, absolutely. They're good songs. Do you feel yeah. like in today's musical world, it's more important to focus on releasing singles rather than albums or? Yes, honestly, like that's why if you were to do a record, it's good to at least have like like a full length. Honestly, like it's definitely better to have like half that record out as singles um, just because, you know, individual songs just get all the more love. Um, that's really all it is. It's just kind of like if you put all this work into a song and for example, if there's an album full of bangers and like you are literally like each song in this album is like the best song I ever wrote. You put it all out at once. You know, odds are two of your best songs are only going to get as recognized as you want all of them to get, you know, for all that attention. So it's a matter of just an individual attention that you want for the songs you're most passionate about, really. Absolutely. Completely agree. Uh, it, it's tough because the attention spans of people is a lot s smaller now because there's so much out there, you know, and um, it it's harder for a lot of people to just sit down and like listen to an album, you know, like right. a full album. Mm -hmm. And so if you're doing if you're doing singles, you're going to at least catch their attention for that single. And so if you do five, six five six singles you know that's that also gives you something to promote through over time and if you just threw out an album then you're just <coughs> going to be like oh here's our album full of 10 songs now what now yeah. what do I, how do i promote you know you gotta try try and do the same thing again within like the next like two years because like if you wait longer than that like people will start to lose interest Oh, yeah. you got to do the yeah, way the album, album cycles in general are like, I feel like are expected to be a lot quicker right now mm -hmm. as well. And you, you can do like music videos, lyric videos to kind of like help with those songs on the album. Like if they're already out, right. To help like get them the exposure you want, but it's never going to get that initial like single drop exposure, mm -hmm. you know? So it's really a tough thing. Cause like it's, we're in that situation too. It's like, you know, we love all these songs and we want like, each song to really get like all that love so it's like a never dropped a record and we don't want to like kind of like not get as much excitement over a, a song that we're so excited about i guess you know absolutely i think one of the most effective strategies that i've seen people do uh, that people are all all people are doing now is like that the waterfall strategy you know so you release one song on top of the other on top of the other yeah and it and so once somebody clicks on the the most recent song, then the other song and the other the other songs are are below it. Just like I've been seeing that lately too. Yep. Yeah, so, I, I so. remember talking about this because we we haven't done that yet, and we got to start doing it. Yeah, and it, it's it's super effective. And so what what you just do is you do that, you know, and all the way pretty much until the the album's out, and then you're like, here you go, there's the album. That's yeah, there it is. <laughs> Yep. And by at that point, people are used to like hearing those songs. So they're like, you can kind of space them out on the record even then. So, so people are excited. They're like, Oh, I'm going to listen to this track and, and like, I'm going to keep listening. So I know this track is coming up like a little bit later. Right. So it's right. definitely, it's definitely effective. And I've seen like, it's, it's crazy how quick that became like a thing, but like, it, it seems like it works. Like it, people, yeah. people never used to do that. Now I see everyone doing it and I'm like, damn, that, that is, it's smart. Well, <laughs> it's a it's very effective and i think that it took a long time for people to start doing it is because it wasn't just something you could people knew how to do um mm. it's like all back-end stuff on DistroKid or cd baby or whatever you use right. and it's knowing how to do that and so you just not everybody knows and but it's easy once you figure it out yeah yeah no it's definitely become more like I don't know, accessible, so to speak, mm -hmm. to be able to like structure it like that for sure. So, Absolutely. It helps out. I, I literally, I remember talking to Jake about this, like somewhat recently and being like, yo, next, <laughs> next song, we got to include number one enemy and start like sequencing them like that. Yeah. And try and, try and really like put them together. Hell Maybe yeah. a way to lead up to an album. If that's, that's... Uh, our goal or whatever our project ends up being. That's the way to go. So y'all started sporting in late of 2019 released your first single words that'll make me change a few months after you started the band got got shut down the pandemic how did that impact you as a new band um that like honestly it's weird because i feel like in a way it kind of 
helped us just like kind of get tighter as a group and like more closer as friends like because mm-hmm. like we were like i mean i've been i've been playing music with ben for like 10 years now but mm-hmm. um everybody else you know initially um we had our friend joe playing bass and uh, robbie was our drummer robbie and i at that point had just really started playing music together i knew him like from years ago from playing a show together hadn't seen him in forever and then we just like i like we I was like filling in on bass for another band that he was playing drums in at the time. And I was like, damn, this guy is crazy good now. And like, we just like (laughs) became like best friends. And then, so we started making music together. Like I recorded a couple songs, like just as kind of like for fun. And then from there, me and Robbie started working together, put the band together. And then it was like, when this whole pandemic thing happened, it was like, we played two shows and then everything locked down. Yeah. So in that time, Joe ends up leaving the band so then we ended up getting anthony on bass and he's like a way not like to insult anybody because like joe's still a good friend of mine we still play with him but anthony was a way better fit and it was like we just got to it finally actually kind of started to feel like a real band you know and we like just because we were doing things as friends and like doing things just like more so with just motivation to like write music and like not focus on playing shows we just tried to like take advantage of that you know um so then by the time we were ready to play shows like we were ready and we were tight and like it just felt like we were it just felt like we were extra prepared and like you know because for not playing a show for two years you don't know what to expect but we're like way tighter than we were before and like i don't know everything's just been like really smooth sailing since then honestly aside from uh like the like covid spike last winter like because we thought everything was back and then last year we had like our first like big tour we had like eight or nine shows booked we we're gonna go to like nashville florida um and then covid spike happened and we had to cancel the whole thing again so it was otherwise winter, you know <laughs> everyone's yeah. back inside literally yeah, it, was <laughs> it was like right like it was it was so like it happened so fast too because it was like we were within weeks of this tour and it was mm-hmm. just like spiking to the point where like it just was not like logistically worth it essentially so yeah. we're it like is what it is we, we exactly end up Sorry, Sorry no, you're good, dude. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, so like we did like come back um this last summer, kind of. It was like we kind of took like another short like break from shows after that, and then we kind of came back like more in full force during the summer, and we're playing shows a little bit more frequently. So um, it's definitely a good time for like, and it seems like I don't want to jinx anything. Like, hopefully, it doesn't repeat this winter. Um. Because if not, like, you know, it'll be much easier to keep that kind of momentum going, like, all the way into, like, next year. Um, Right. You know. Well, that was the other thing, too, I I guess, like, with the pandemic, um, initially, with that initial lockdown, I always forget that, like, the first shows that we played after lockdown was, like, a four-run, four-show run of, like, four-day run of shows, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, we played New York for the first time, New Jersey for the first time, Massachusetts, uh, not for the first time, but it was, like, just four days of, like, crazy good crowds like every single night and like we'd never played a tour before you know um so like just to be able to do that after not playing forever like it was like the best experience you know so that was like launched us into like the confidence that we were looking for you know so like ben was saying we were able to do that again this past summer so we're hoping to try to either plan something like the winter time or lean towards the springtime to play it safe with the whole covid stuff Sure. We just don't want to like get our hopes up and put all this time into a tour and then have to cancel again, you know? So. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, you know, we don't, we don't run into that sort of stuff again. Um, but moment of silence, I guess, I guess you, you, you just never know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I don't want to, I don't even want to say anything because I, I will jinx it if I say anything about it. Yeah. We have a couple shows lined up in like January but we're just, you know, I'm not going to go too hard until like okay. it gets closer around that time. We kind of have a better feel, you know? So while you, so, so during that like initial lockdown and all that sort of stuff, you were, so you pretty much just like worked on practicing, getting tighter as a band and working at where you're writing new music as well. Yeah. So most of the new songs that we've been finishing up now, like um, we have, like, we basically like got together and rec- we re- like demoed out probably like 10, maybe 12 songs. Sure. Then we went to the studio and recorded like five of those. Okay. And then um, basically after this second lockdown with the whole tour canceling in January last year, that put me in like a de- another type of like depression slump, like just not wanting to finish these songs. Like sure. just kind of avoided them for like six months. It's hard. Yeah. It, it's just, hard when 
to like to to get excited about stuff sometimes exactly, like when man. when shit just keeps happening yeah so d- during that first initial lockdown you released the song tongue tied was that recorded before everything happened or did you work on that remotely yes. yeah so that's so, so ordinary love tongue tied words that'll make me change and um uh number yeah, one out of me i almost said dead ass um, <laughs> but so um that song um all those songs were recorded like in 2019 to 2000 um yeah like right before 2020 honestly um and then like over time we like finished those songs like added touches and vocals and stuff but like primarily like all those songs were older we kind of sat on them because then also during lockdown we were hesitant to release music because of everything going on it was just kind of a weird time right you know absolutely it's hard to want to like release music without playing shows to really hype it up you know yeah it was a really difficult time for bands too like so uh, did you guys do any like um live streams or just stream a show or anything like that yeah we did a few most bands were doing yeah we did a few um a couple were like acoustic and then we did like a full band session which was kind of cool um nothing too crazy um each time we like the full band kind of felt like we played a show but the other two you know it was kind of like not like diminishing but definitely like I don't know, underwhelming afterwards because then you're sure. like, man, like, I don't know. What are we just going home? Yeah, like now? you turn off the phone and that's it. <laughs> like that's the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, it was like playing to nobody, but I think there was people watching. Yeah, like I missed like playing a set and saying hi to all my friends after, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's a it was a very different experience. Uh it it was one of the things that was really cool though about that whole time was it I mean this this show even started during that time because it was like what the hell do i do what do we do uh you know and we kind of found out that you know in that time that there's a lot of ways you can still be creative there's a lot of uh, different roads you can take and uh it just it it made people have to think more about Mm. how they can get their music out how they can get their music out to more people and it now it's now that you can play shows again, it's kind of hard because it's like, well, we kind of changed the path, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you kind of had to, like, adapt to to not being able to play shows uh, and having to, like, promote or, or, like, advance your band or group in other ways, essentially, because right. you can't just be, like, stagnant. Because you at that time you didn't know you no one knew how long it was going to last, so right. you you kind of had to like do something. You're like, I can't just like stop. Exactly. Anything. And then when yeah. when we played like our first like show, like home, after all this stuff, it's like so many people come out. You're like, okay, like I don't want to like lose that fire, you know. So like I don't want to like kind of you know overextend our welcome and you know kind of have people get sick of us again. Right. Not right. like we were already, we barely really existed before the pandemic anyway. Sure. <laughs> so um, at, like, it's like kind of like pretending like we're a new band in that sense and just like only playing out locally like every few months or so, so that, right. you know, everybody's going to come out, you know, that's the, way, like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And it's, I think with the pandemic that really helped start that where it's like, it just kind of, because you don't see these people for a couple of years, you just like are able to imagine like all these things, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, that was even one of the questions I was going to have is that, or, or, or talk to you about was just the fact that like, once people were able immediately when people are able to go out and see a show hasn't stayed that way, but when people were hungry, man, they, they were like, so ready to go out and go to a show. People were going to all the small shows. It didn't matter. Like they, like, right. As soon as shows became a, like a thing again, People were out going to shows. Now it's 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 back to where you can play for two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun while while that lasted. But yeah. I think I do think that um, it helped overall. I do think there's still people that are like, you know, I I gotta appreciate this because you never know when it might go away again. Right. So you, you definitely see a lot more of that now uh, than before because before it was it was rough for a while there, man. Like mm. you could you could be promoting your show so hard thinking that like, Oh, the, the response to this has been great. We're I'm, I'm expecting a few hundred people. And then like 
15 come. Yeah. And then you get the, uh, I'll catch the next show. <laughs> right, right. You get like 15 it, those Now texts. it's like, it's like, well, what if COVID happens again? You might not get a next show. There may not <laughs> be another show. <laughs> now that's in people's heads. Well, that's right. why it's good to really like play those shows so rare. So you never know when you're going to see us again. You know, it's exactly. like, you know, that kind of helps with that effect of like, you know, like this place where next to our hometown, it's like, it's like five minutes from where we grew up. So it's like a venue we play at like once, maybe twice a year. So like every time we play there, we get at least a hundred kids in the door because it's like such a like easy place to get to, Absolutely. you know, especially where we live. We're kind of like in, in the boonies in Rhode Island. So like, <laughs> we don't know as many people that like are in Providence. Um, so it's, it's a little tougher to, to get people to come all the way up to see us sometimes. Yeah but like one, half the crowd when we play yeah. in providence you know it's still good though sure a lot easier than it was before so, yeah, so, to be honest. so what what is the music scene like in rhode island it's honestly really good i mean it's changed a lot over time like me and ben we're getting older like i'm not as in touch now like with the bands that are new and honestly like there's some cool ones like we're really like our bassist he's in a band called never coming home like they're a great uh, pop punk band like they're super young and like crazy talented we did our last um run of shows with like our last like tour with them it was like four shows but um so like they're great um there's a bunch of other like just more pop punk bands like a lot of pop punk and a lot of emo mm -hmm. and a lot of metalcore that's uh, yeah there's a really there's a nice awesome. little metal scene in rhode island for sure yeah there's, um, there's not as much of a metal metal core scene up here i mean yeah uh, uh, up into up in where i'm at in, in duluth most of our music is uh uh folk you know fiddles and banjos and shit <laughs> that's kind of cool though uh, you get uh some bluegrass stuff like not that. when that's all there is <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you uh are you into that stuff or are you more into like metal or or like other stuff uh, I like a bit of everything. Um, I I like some uh, folk music. It depends on what it is and who it is, I guess. Um, you consider Pine Grove folk? Is no. it more like like Americana? Yeah, they're they're Pine Grove's pretty good though. But oh. I I mean like uh like they they don't do electric guitars very often. It's like acoustic, yeah, right. and, you know. It's it's like if it if it if it is folk it's more like um gosh uh r like ryan adams i guess okay uh, if, you, if you know who that is no nope. uh, <laughs> I, I think our, i feel like our um videographer connor definitely does he loves that stuff sure yeah he, he was uh you know pretty popular at one point in time i think he just got canceled i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know I don't remember. I don't keep up with it. Yeah. It's, there's too much to keep up with. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I got one other question for you before we move on to our next segment. If you could get, if you guys could give our listeners one piece of advice that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting out, what would it be? Um, honestly, I, I'm sure mine might be different from Ben's, but just something I'm always so adamant about that I kind of already harped on, but it's just like, don't play locally. Like when you first start out, play a bunch of shows so everybody knows who you are, you know, just like, you know, like even if they're not really promoted, hop on just like last minute shows if anybody needs it. But, you know, once you really kind of like are tight and like are starting to become something like just play your shows like every few months or so so people actually like want to come out you know because mm -hmm. i feel like that's the biggest thing that kills local music is that just people just play anything and it's just right. like who's gonna want to play if they know you're playing next week bro like right i don't know it just I, it really kills the i don't know because i don't want to create like act like there's this whole like fantasy world of like local music and like the, the rock stars and stuff but you know you can create that in a sense of like making people actually want to see you play you know it, that i can't i can't even stress that enough and that is so common i have friends that do that and i'm like and they're like no one comes out to our show i'm like no shit <laughs> i don't know what else to tell you you play <laughs> every freaking month like or or more multiple times a month you you can't do that like 
like because especially especially if you look at it in the fact of um you're just starting out and your only fan base is your friends okay you can't get 20 friends to come out every week to see you it doesn't work that way and if you don't bring anybody you don't help the show so all you are doing is hindering the show exactly when maybe maybe they could have put somebody else on that actually would have brought somebody right yeah no i I definitely agree with that um but my i think my advice it would be different it would be I mean, there's so many pieces of advice, but I think one I would give is to get, learn how to basically use recording software earlier because like being able to record demos helps the Mm -hmm. songwriting process and changes it so much. Like when you can like hear what you're doing back and not just like recording, like your band practicing on your phone and like listening back, like literally like recording into a a software, like even if it's rough, like it's, it's Mm -hmm. so much like better and easier especially if you're gonna like go with that like then it makes it easier in the studio too like if you actually like are going to the studio and not like home producing so obviously that's totally fine too Mm -hmm. but like for us we like go to another producer so like that helps us there as well so uh, that that would be my advice is learn that earlier because in our old band we always just jam the songs on the fly and like wrote them on the fly like in person yeah it's sucked because then you it, never it works, it takes, but it could it takes have forever to get a song done because then you don't practice for two months and then you guys get back together and you forget where you left off and then you have to like rewrite the song basically you know and then you have to like hopefully remember everything you did when you go to the studio and then you leave the studio and you're like fuck i forgot that part dude yeah you know every time <laughs> no and that and that's that's smart as well especially we've stressed on this on the podcast multiple times in the past as well but if you have the means to work with a producer because let's be honest that's not cheap you know if you have the means to work with a producer absolutely work with a producer because it has having somebody that has that musical knowledge and an extra ear and ideas to make your song better like don't you know there's a difference between like having your friend help you and have them calling him a producer i mean that's yeah there's a difference between someone who's like looking at your song engineer. like objectively right it's just like an outside perspective and it's someone that like ideally has is like experienced so like they they have to know like at least something about what you talk about about what they're talking about so it's right. it's it is great to have like the extra ear and extra like voice to like mm-hmm. guide you especially if you're unsure on like what direction something should go in and so right and like our producer we've been working with him for like six years at this point mm-hmm. and like we've just established a really trusting relationship it's like our old band he was a lot more hesitant to give us his input because he wanted us to trust him and it's mm-hmm. like i started sporting telling him like dude tell me anything you want me to like change like tell me anything you think sounds better like i want full opinions like i want to be able to collaborate like i want to be able to work with people i want to not have like that closed mindset and just like make this sound as best as it probably can right. you know the best the best thing for the song you know what's yeah. best for the song and you uh, know how you can get the means to pay for a producer like that is by playing your shows every three months and <laughs> and actually getting paid for them well yeah and then it re- and also in all reality is when you're first starting out you you put your own money into it so you gotta spend money to make money yeah that's just the way it is no going i've said this so many times just in life being in a band is one of the dumbest most expensive things you could ever want to do for a career now would i ever not want to do it absolutely not i've always wanted to be a musician but it is a very difficult road to travel and uh you gotta have tough skin and you gotta be willing to spend money because you can't you you gotta buy gear you have to have proper gear you can't look like a buffoon it doesn't work that way (laughs) yeah (laughs) you gotta you you really it's something that you just like get in all aspects for the most part you get what you put into it right like you want better gear you gotta put more into it you want better you know recording quality usually you gotta put more into it yeah pay for it yeah yeah and that was like the biggest thing starting this band was like money isn't really like a problem. Like when we started out initially, it was just kind of like, I was just like, all right, I'll pay, you know, what we got to pay to like, just get this like started. You know what right. I mean? It's like, it's an investment, you know, you got to drop like five grand if you want it to like, feel like it's actually something 
right? That's like a product, you know. And, it's event- and, and yeah. eventually, if you <laughs> keep going with it, and you know, and you run your merch right, and things like that, eventually, all of it will will just pay for itself. It'll yeah, pay and itself, like, you know, that's like kind of where we're at now, you know. And that's it was awesome to like start out that way a few years ago, and like at the point now where it's like the money for merch pays for the next run of merch, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the profits and then the money we make from shows we use for recording like it just kind of you know pays for itself at least you know so you're not just like dumping money you're you know you're at least covering your gas right and that for the hopes that uh it it just also goes back in your pocket one day yeah <laughs> yeah that is the you, you goal <laughs> start to make your own money out of it and with that we're going to go to a quick break and we'll be right back do you love music videos and miss when MTV, VH1, and Fuse all actually played music videos? Then join me, Giddy, as I host a super awesome music video show on Twitch every Thursday at 7pm Central Standard Time on the Unsigned Pop Punk Twitch channel. We play the best videos from up-and-coming pop punk emo alternative music in the scene, so join us every Thursday and find your new favorite band. And we are back with Jake and Ben from Sporting. It's been a uh, fantastic time so far. You know, sometimes when I come back into this, I really wish that like I was on the radio because then like this stuff would make more sense. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're just jumping, if you're just jumping into the show right now, We're like live. what the fuck's coming in right now? You know, <laughs> nobody is joining you right now. <laughs> For the audience, I'll stop it. Yeah, it's the it's the professionalism aspect, I guess, or wanting to, to be professional. <laughs> but with that, with that, we're gonna jump into our obscure <laughs> questions segment. Y'all ready? Oh yeah. Okay, so this one actually works so perfectly. It's like it's like I knew that you fucking liked wrestling, Jake. <laughs> if you if each each of you if if you could have an entrance music every time you walked into a room, what would it be? Oh, dude, I've talked about this for fucking months. <laughs> uh, I got it right here. You already got it. To me. This is like, this is something where a song will come on in my car and I'm like, dude, I would love to walk in a room to this. Um, I, I want to say, well, I, say big. Oh, I can't the- hear nothing. You, you came in hot and then it disappeared. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I don't want to uh, make anybody's ears bleed. <laughs> But hell yeah. Oh my God, by hell yeah. <laughs> nice. That song is sick. I feel like you've showed me this before. I did. And I was like in the car with Ben and I was like, yo, if I was a wrestler, this would be my entrance song. Yep. Oh man. I feel like for me, I feel like the one that I had that is like my default would be Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. That's, well, that's just it. like my, my go-to break stuff song. Like Actually, I'll, I'll also throw in Duality by Slipknot because our music video we did for Ordinary Love where we broke stuff, we put on, like, theme songs for each of us, and that was the one I chose. So that, that yeah. would be there Nice. As well, well <laughs> now that you say it, I can't get it out of my head, so the number one pick of mine is Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that why I refer to it as the Break Stuff song. Like, it's just some music is just Break Stuff music. We literally had, like, a playlist of, like, all of our requested songs to break shit to. It was, okay. like, the best thing. Like, it was, like, we all, like, just, like, you ever been to a Smash Room or, like, heard of it? I've I've heard of it, but I've never been to a Smash Room. Me either, but it was like going to a smash room from every the way that people feel after, like what they've told me. It's like I just felt satisfying like so to smash stuff. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly satisfying. You never realize. Oh, if, if I'll bet some, it's some fucking awesome. Music. We wore goggles <laughs> and stuff. We were safe, you know. Sure. <laughs> That's cool. That sounds great. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> Next question: If animals could talk. Which one do you think would be the nicest and why? Hmm, probably cats. You, you think, think so? Cats, cats are, are dicks. Dude, I literally thought about my cat because I thought you were going <laughs> to ask, like, which who would you talk to first? And I was going to say my cat. But the nicest is definitely not cats. <laughs> and I'm a cat lover. Dude, it, cat, it, it, I, I have two cats, man. But they're not, like, they're not nice. One yeah. of my cats is nice, but it's because he thinks he's a dog. 
I feel like um I mean I like I feel like dogs is the most obvious one. But like for some reason I also feel like a, a dolphin would be super friendly. Oh yes, they're smart, they can feel your feelings. Like from what I've heard, they're they're they'll like they'll just completely screw up everything else in the ocean, but with humans for some reason they're friendly. So I can just picture like you're drowning and one swims up to you and he's like, yo, what up? And like you're just like chilling. Hey friend. Cats are honest. Like I, that's the thing. Like you can tell with the boy the when the like the way they look at you, like they judge you like the way you should be judged. Like they I don't know how to explain it. Like like if a cat could talk, you'd be like, nah, you look like shit right now, dude. Like change that outfit. Like, oh, for sure. You know? What the the nice animal would be. <laughs> a nice animal is not gonna tell you you look like but shit. But they're nice in reality because they care so much about you. Okay. You know? I see I see where you're going with it because yeah. you like the honesty of it. See, my cat, which is the nice cat, is also a fucking dick because he steals my shit. Like, <laughs> so he, we have had so much stuff in uh, our house go missing because he takes it and he hides it in the ceiling somewhere. We don't <laughs> know where. He, I, I had ordered stickers for my band a couple of years years back, and he stole them. He stole like oh he God. took that like there were the I just I just had him sit sit in the box right I just had him sit in the box like, I was gonna bring it out to my office we'll worry about it later so I just he went into my box took it took the pack of stickers with his mouth oh my God. and he stole it never have found them. it oh my the I don't know are, are they're somewhere, gone somewhere in your ceiling there you may see along with like hundreds of years from now who owns that house is going to find them randomly yeah along with like target birds that he's stolen you know like those like <laughs> halloween or christmas like target birds <laughs> stole some of them <laughs> that makes so sense. <laughs> i can't even imagine what's all in his hidey hole like yeah uh, does he go after mice at all I don't know if you guys ever ever have like mice in your house. We actually actually recently have had a little bit of a mouse problem and he's kind of lazy. He did catch the first one, but he just was like screwing around with it and playing with it. Uh our other cat, however, she's a badass hunter, man. <laughs> oh man. Got it. It was like, no, you're mine. Yeah. You're mine now. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking because he took the little birds. I was like, that sounds like a a good-natured killer cat right there that's kind of what my cat is he's he's a he's a good cat but he will he will mess up a mouse i've woken up to many decapitated mice in my bedroom before that's that that is not something i've ever had to worry about yet and i hope he <laughs> that sounds he thinks, he, he thinks he's being good i feel bad oh, sure. when i like <laughs> scold him for it my dog used to do that like both my pit bulls would just go out in my old house and just kill groundhogs in our yard and like bring them back to us and just be like, look, yeah, like, they think, they think you're gonna be all proud yeah. of them. And you're well, just like, oh god. <laughs> they were destroying the yard, man. They thought they were just, you know, taking care of business. We would literally be out like look and be like, oh my god, those groundhogs are so cute. <laughs> just run out immediately. <laughs> See, now with the nicest animal, I was thinking, like, I think dogs are nice. Like, and I have a pit bull and she's the sweetest animal in the world. However, I do think though. I feel like a sloth man would be so nice because I feel like they because they're so slow. I feel like they would just perpetually seem stoned. Yeah, like so we come up and be like, "Hey, Pat, what's up, man?" <laughs> <laughs> that I would want to give him a hug max. though. Yeah, it'll be like can we like oh sloth, can I give you a hug? I'll be like, I fucking love hugs, dude. <laughs> yeah can you carry me across the street yeah <laughs> i can't move very fast and those are those cars are fast <laughs> covered in sloth slime <laughs> speaking of cars this actually goes into my last my last question uh i was having random thoughts today about weird things that we do in the car um so when you're driving do you also lower the volume on the radio when you're looking for an address yes yeah absolutely why because why do we I do thought that about this and i'm like and i feel like there is up i gotta fucking think it actually legitimately <laughs> like distracts you 
like d- having music like something about it it's like too many things occupying my brain at once and like i've tried too i've tried to be like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna figure this out pay attention to this while music's happening and i'm like i can't i can't i've just accepted my brain can't do it it's not it's not something i can control <laughs> no like i can't like i just i can't focus like i can't think but then have you ever had the situation where if you have people like yelling in your car you just go to turn the volume down forgetting that it's not actually music <laughs> that is that happens to me a lot that. i i haven't had that happen but uh... <laughs> I have my girlfriend and her friend in the car i gotta I, I just like for some reason think I'm turning down like, their why volume. Why is it getting any quieter? I wish yeah, it would like, right? <laughs> oh So another another thing I, I also noticed though, why are we also never happy with anybody's decisions? Like if a person is driving faster than us, they're a fucking idiot. But if they're driving too slow, they're a moron. Yo. Look at this asshole here. They got to be driving exactly my speed, <laughs> but they can't be near me when they're doing it because I don't like people driving the same speed near me. So it's, it's anyone well, right. Yeah. Driving. If they're driving the same speed in the lane next to you, you're like, what's this? Like, what are you doing? doing? Speed racer, get out of here. <laughs> get out get out of here. You're just you're worried. Like, they're just going to like, they're just waiting just to <laughs> just hit you. You know, uh, Ben's road rage is next level, though. So, like, honestly, <laughs> like, I, I will extra. say I, it sets me off more when <coughs> I think I think fast cars I can deal with, but I'm just gonna like, oh, you're you're a douchebag, but see, you. like, you're off doing your own thing. If you're gonna get pulled over, you're gonna get pulled over. But like a slow person, it's like you can't get rid of them. They're in front of you. <laughs> Where are you gonna go? Like, you can't There's, go anywhere. I think that the thing that drives me the most bad is the slow driver that you pass that speeds up to pass you uh, just to slow down. It's like, put on, like, figure it out. I feel like I'm that guy. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Oh, my God. Figure it out, dude. (laughs) You cause so much road rage and you don't even know it, Jake. (laughs) I'm like, man, I'm so sick of being behind this guy. And then I get in front of him and then I'm like, oh, God, I'm going 60. Yeah. Oh, you go slow <laughs> when you get in front of them. It's just put on your cruise control, man. Just put it on. Like, oh, oh, like there's nothing that drives me more mad is like when I'm like highway driving, you know, I'm going for a long time and I see the same car multiple times. It's like, you f- figure it out. Get away from me. <laughs> go home. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, well, don't that's... you have anything better to do? <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, that's <laughs> it, man. You guys have made it past the obscure question segment. Uh, we just got one left, and that's rapid fire questions. So you're just gonna you're just gonna speak from the heart. You're gonna shoot from the hip. You ready? Just go right for it. Whatever p- first thing pops into your brain, you just answer it. Are these like one word answers or like sentence answers or a mix? One word answers. Okay. One word answers. For the most part. For the most part. There's one that's not. Okay, okay, you guys ready? Yes. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star, Star Wars. Wars. There you go. Mario or Luigi? Mario. Ooh. Ben, that's my so you were the Smash Brothers melee character. <laughs> were you a little brother? No, I'm actually the older. <laughs> I have a younger sister. I'm the older brother. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Can you Typically... The younger brother gets Luigi. <laughs> That's fair. That ben was my character my in Smash Bros. <laughs> That's the thing. Ben is my younger brother. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> I'm your, he's my son. Let's get this straight. <laughs> fair enough. I actually prefer Luigi anyways because of the Luigi's Mansion games. He's a ghost hunter. He's like a ghost hmm. buster. Way cooler. I actually have not played those games, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. The Super Mario games, but... And I did have a GameCube, so I could have easily played Luigi's Mansion. I just never, never got it. Got some good B sides. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Like it's, sure. it's my favorite of like the. I think the Mario series. Mm, yeah. Personally, maybe, maybe one day if it gets like remastered or um, something like that, I'll, I'll get to play it. I mean, they made a new one on the Switch. Mm, I think you're right. It's a new one though, I, right? It's not like the original yeah. one remastered. No, it's a new one. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'll try that out. Get the Luigi's Mansion experience somehow. It's good. It's good. Good fun. Good fun. Yeah. Um, this one, you may not know, but you might. So I'll ask anyway. 
Uh, this one's uh, this one's for for '80s babies mostly. Uh, can you sing the Bagel Bites jingle? Mm. I know I can't. I know off top that I can't. No. You got a '90s baby right here, so <laughs> we'll see. And the commercial was in the '90s as well. Like, well, the commercial was, was in the '90s. So, but I was too young for it, though. That for was sure. Like, I was '99. Do y'all get bagel bites? Oh yeah, I've had them before, <laughs> but I don't. I don't get them currently. <laughs> oh man, like those are that you know. That's I'm not anti bagel treat. They yeah. got them at at uh, Dunkin' now. They have the mini bagel bites. I like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, like pizza bites. Like little, they have just like little bagel bites that are filled with cream cheese. Oh, that's different than like the bagel bites. Oh yeah, I'm thinking bagel oh, bites, like the pizza, pizza bagel. bagel bites. You know. Oh yeah, my mom used to make those all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're the best. They're the best. Uh, you know, and just for our listeners, I'll play that right here. Pizza! <laughs> <laughs> I always play it. I'm not gonna sing it this time. They'll need me to sing it. This time. I, I normally I'll sing it. Uh but not this time. Uh <laughs> Gwen Stefani or Haley Williams? Haley Williams. I Haley I'll go Haley Williams. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not as big of a paranormal fan as everyone else in our scene is. Sure. Me either so compared to Gwen. I the I almost want to go Gwen Stefani, but I was like, that's my hipster choice. I, I, I well, can't. You make your own decisions. You're your own person. <laughs> no, I can't. The thing is, is like, if isn't you, that what your guys' song is about? Being yeah, your own on, person. Tell Lee your Lee. truth, Ben. Yeah. Is my number one enemy. That's that's <laughs> the reality. <laughs> nah, she's she's cool. I can't hate. I like Paramore better than Gwen Stefani stuff. So. That's fair enough. I mean, except, except that Gwen Stefani song that's like, woohoo, woohoo. Only one I know. See, Bang, I'm, I'm banger song. When I think of Gwen Stefani, though, I think of No Doubt. Yeah, of course. And that's also like, so Gwen Stefani's mine based off of No Doubt. Uh, I like Paramore as well, but not all Paramore. I wanna, I wanna give them more of a chance. I, I need to like, more. listen to like a full album of theirs because, like, I have songs I like by them, but like, it's mostly just like the local scene we're in. Like, loves these guys so much that it's almost oh, yeah. like turn me off from them a little bit. But I want to give them a fair chance. I want, I want to listen to them and, and see if I buy into the hype. Sure. Like the the new song is it's interesting. I I don't know where I'm at with it, um, but boy people it's it's weird that they were able to keep their following because they didn't i don't think they grew a following once they completely changed their sound yeah Um, but their fan base stuck with them through that complete change and it's like so that's where i don't like i don't really like that kind of like music that much that indie indie kind of rock pop stuff I don't personally like that. So it's oh, like so you don't well, like sporting? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you you is not the same thing, brother. <laughs> uh but and and I mean some of it's okay and like the their new songs grown on me a little bit, but it's like it's not riot and which I prefer. Right. Yeah, I haven't actually heard the new song yet. I wanna like I want to go back to one of their old albums and then maybe I'll save that song until like I finish those albums. Cause I want to listen to um, Riot and then there's, I think it's like the album after that. I can't remember the name of. There's like yeah. two albums that everyone, everyone goes to from them. Oh yeah. 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 The, I know Riot is one of them. Right. The Riot's their like biggest selling album, I would assume. I, I think so too. That's the one everyone knows. I mean, I know the most songs from that album already, so I may as well listen to it all the way through and sure. give them a shot. If I don't like them, I don't it. like them. Yeah. yeah. Give it a fair shot. We have two rapid fire questions left. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Hard oh. shell. Ooh, one. See, this, this, these rapid fire questions, man, they, they in French. Y'all got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I need the crunch. I need the crunchy taco. 
Dude, I'm not against off shell tacos though. I like what mine. about a what about a nice double decker? Like a double decker soft shell taco? Yeah, well, no, where you put like the hard shell, you know, and then you put oh, the soft shell around it. <laughs> no, that's fire. That's fire. Right. I don't know what they call that. Like a crunch wrap. Hey, well, the there there is a crunch wrap which is different. That's like the flat like thing. Um, it depends on where you go. Uh, I believe Taco John's, which is a very popular like uh, taco fast food joint up in the mid Midwest, is it's you called a double decker. Food. Huh? <laughs> What's that? Fast food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Taco Bell's, I think it's a Taco Bravo. Okay. I think that's what it's called. I kind of want tacos now. Oh, okay. dude, I, I can literally have tacos like every day. I, I would love to have tacos right now. Oh, I also want to, dude, Close I also want to go get one of those new uh, adult Happy Meals at McDonald's. I know, right? <laughs> those I do have, you have to pay extra for the toy, though. What? Yeah. Like, extra, that's like two bucks. I don't need a toy. I'm just gonna so get now, a real combo. Now, if y'all have watched uh our show Tears for Fears, we did we, it's our tier ranking show in the very first episode, talking about the top ten or the top places to stop and get food while you're on tour, while you're on the road. And I put McDonald's all the way at the bottom just for this shit right here. <laughs> Thank you. Like, and here's the thing: like, I love McDonald's, dude, it's delicious. But it's not cheap. It's not fucking cheap. It's the most expensive fast food. I saw a tweet yesterday talking about how Burger King is so expensive. I'm like, bro, they actually no have a dollar menu. They have a dollar menu. An actual dollar menu. Thank you. Not a dollar seventy five cent, and then after tax, it's two not two. You know, right? Yeah. And they've I, got they've got a significant more amount of deals. Significant. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just laughing at Jake talking about fast food economics. He's like an expert on this. Dude, <laughs> when you ordered online, like DoorDash, they got like these crazy deals. Like for like twenty dollars, you get like three meals and like it's like crazy. oh yeah, the bur- the family thing. Yeah, like bur- dude, it's like it's like 15, <laughs> I get that for myself, dude. It's like fifteen dollars. You get like three whoppers. <laughs> you get awesome. three cheeseburgers, two French fries. Like it's amazing. Dude, it's it's insane. No, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> totally have done it. It's a shit, man. <laughs> I am definitely. We gotta hang out sometime, Patrick. Agree. You guys are gonna eat fast food and watch wrestling together. Hell yeah, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Okay, last question, then we'll get you on your way to watch wrestling. Uh, some forty-one or yellow card? Uh, yellow card. Yellow card. My answer would have been some 41, probably like in high school, but yellow I was going to say, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to conform because you're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a totally different reasoning this time, but nice. Um, I never really listen to either of those guys too much, but I do like yellow card songs more. It's so tough for me because I know more songs from some 41, but like the songs I know from yellow card, I like more. I think that's what like is driving me in the yellow card direction. But if if we're talking about like bands who have had like a larger impact on that kind of music, honestly, some 41. Because like they've had a, they, they're like such a bigger. I'd agree. I think they had that like hip hop style in their songs that like was really influential in that early. I mean. Pump, yeah, pump, it's pump. it's you're picking basically all. Anytime I have any of these kind of questions, it's not like who's better, who's more impactful. It's what do you prefer? Who do you like? They're both golden. You know, they're both legends in the scene. Same thing with Gwen Stefani and Haley Williams. They're queens, man. They're both legends. <laughs> like, yeah. who like, do you like more? If you put no, on like yeah, a yeah. yellow card album and then like a Sum 41 album, I would end the Sum 41 album significantly quicker than I would the yellow card album. Fair enough. There you go. See, I'm a Sum 41 guy because I like all them medley riffs. I can tell by your reaction. They do got, they do got the riff. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, dude, I love yellow card too. I think they're great. You guys could put I the only my face my my reaction though was the fact that you both chose yellow card, which like I was like okay. Okay. Honestly, if you ask me on a certain day, I may say some 41. Really, it's really close. Like 
if it's like if I heard a certain Sum 41 song in a certain mood and you like asked me that question, I'd be like, Sum 41. They because they do got the riffs. <laughs> yeah, they got so many riffs. Okay, guys, that's it. You finished the podcast, you did it. It's all that's left. Just l- let everybody know what you got going on, what's what's coming up, and yeah. what's next. So yeah, we'll be playing a show January 6th at the Knickerbocker Cafe in Westerly, Rhode Island. It's like our next like local show from this point. Um, but otherwise, you can follow us on Sporting Band at um, on Instagram or Twitter at Sporting Band, or you can email us for anything at uh, thebandsporting at gmail.com. Um, I'm, I'll give Ben the reins. He can say whatever he wants. And we're <laughs> on Spotify, Apple Music, all that fun stuff, just under the name Sporting. We got more stuff coming soon. We may have new songs out by the time this episode comes out, so... We'll either have new music then or have new music soon after. Hell yeah, guys. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. It was a lot of fun. Pat, thank you so much, man. Seriously, it was really cool. Yeah, Hell yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Hell like yeah. having real conversations. Heck yeah, guys. Well, with that, guys, we'll see you next week. You too, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsigned pop punk let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see thank you all so much